0: You're listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast with Zah. The world is currently in a state of rebirth. All of the systems we have inherited are collapsing and failing us as a species. It's time for us to come together and create something out of nothing. If you crave deeper purpose, unshakable strength, and a life aligned with your truth, this is for you. This is for you if you are curious and not afraid to ask questions. This podcast is for those searching for their purpose and those ready to step into their full potential. For lovers of truth and those ready for masculine medicine, this podcast is an adventure that gives voice to a journey of healing, discovery, and embodiment. We'll challenge the old narratives we inherited and forge a new path. Join us in this fearless exploration of the multiple dimensions of being human, breathwork, mindset, healing the body, detox, and how to use the gentle way of jujitsu to make you unstoppable in your wellness, business, life, relationships, and more.
1: Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Welcome back to Our Deepest Fear. And today I'm here with a rather interesting character. She's a professional psychic and medium, and she has countless stories about love and light from the other side. As a storyteller and comedian, Lisa connects from the heart and believes all true knowing comes from there. Lisa has been practicing Buddhism since birth and thrives on the simultaneity of cause and effect. She says walking into the mystic is for everyone and we are all mystical beings. Lisa also loves exercise, writing, painting, and hanging with other peeps.
2: All right. So am I saying your name right? Because you Yeah, guys, it's you Lisa. Mm-hmm. Spelled, spelled different, but exactly right. How did you get here?
1: Like, how did you get to, I'm a psychic and medium and comedian and like, yeah. What's the like story?
2: How, how did I get here? It's a great uh, question. Well, you know, probably it was being planned since the day I was born, Um, honestly, like that I turned out to be, I mean, I've been working as a professional psychic for 10 years straight. I mean, that's how I make my income completely, even if I, you know, hundred percent and people find me from everywhere. So I don't even necessarily do any kind of marketing for that. It's all word of mouth. You know, they just, I let, I let the people that need to find me, find me, but growing up, uh, it was a very... Uh, in-depth Buddhist organization. And what I mean by that, it it was like full-time. My mom was a leader. We spent all of our hours there. And my mother, as a leader, would have to go visit people. They called them home visits. And she would go and give them spiritual guidance, you know, their problems. Like, I can't pay my bills. You know, my kid is a mess. Like, I mean, life, like we were just saying, you know, like complications come up every single day no matter who you are, where you come from, like we're all being born and we're all dying and like in between is a lot of stuff. And so I would hear her, you know, give advice, you know, and really talk about people's ability to transform one situation to another. So, you know, just this idea of like this mystical way of of changing your problems without it being really, you don't have to go to like therapy for years, you don't have to do all this stuff, like you really have to just apply the law of cause and effect. And then as a teenager, I was really rebellious. That's the truth. Uh, Our family history, it was pretty violent in the beginning. And my father was a rather uh, difficult person. And so my mother used Buddhism. My, My dad was Buddhist too, but he eventually quit. But my mother stayed and she used Buddhism to transform our dark life into a light life. And she did that successfully but I still had a lot of like ramifications from just a dysfunctional thing. You know, they got divorced. My mom got remarried at 12 and I kind of went on my own way, not like away from Buddhism necessarily, but just kind of like independent. And so I started studying Tarot uh, about 15 years of age, 16 years of age, numerology, all sorts of stuff. I already had this Eastern background. I'm already at like knowing that like you can snap your fingers and like change shit, you know? So then I just naturally went to that kind of study and, um, As a younger person, even at 19, I tried to be, you know, a psychic. It didn't really work. But I realize now as an adult, like I have that wisdom to share that guidance. And I really feel I was prepped for that, you know, like 100% because I watched my mom give guidance for so long and how to change someone's heart. And when you get someone's heart to change, like their perspective, like how they use their heart. Everything changes. So that's how I got there. It was a high school dropout. Instead of going to co- school, I would go to the coffee shops and I would do my tarot for people. And I would study like metaphysical stuff. And I did go to college and I got a Western classics degree. And um, I went into you know life. I became a marketer, uh, a fundraiser. Always used my voice. And then um, I became a yoga teacher in my early thirties. I'm 47 now, and and um, I was teaching yoga and. Uh, and I had like this financial support from a, from a person, which is a really amazing story of how I produced money in my life. But she gave me a salary for a number of years. And, uh, in my late thirties, I was like, you know, I can't keep taking this person's salary. Otherwise I will find myself at the age of 40 with no ability to make my own money, you know? And so at 37, I I cut her off. Of course now 10 years, I'm like, um, can we have it back? (laughs) But yeah, I cut her off, which is wise you know, obviously, and I cut her off and I needed a job. And I literally wrote down, I wanna make this much money per month. I only wanna work 20 hours a week. I still wanna be able to pursue like comedy or storytelling. I still wanna do my Buddhism. At that point, I was probably over, probably still 230 pounds, 240 pounds. I have a, a ginormous physical revolution story. Uh, very overweight uh, my whole life, and then I completely changed that after the age of forty, hundred percent, like inside out, like changed the karma of my physicality, and my DNA maybe. And um, so I made this list; it was crazy. Uh, but then someone at the at the at one of the open mics told me about a company that would hire me as a psychic, and I rolled my eyes. But I had prayed distinctively. You know, I took measures. You know, I took an extra hour every day to specifically do my Buddhist chant you know, for the sake of my mother so she didn't worry that these six items on my list would come true and nowhere on that list did it say psychic. No one would think that and I just went for it. So when this girl came to me, I knew enough to follow through with the guidance coming to my life. Even if it didn't pan out, you have to take, like if you're gonna pray like that and you wanna like get things quick, you better say yes to whatever comes in front of you and you follow through and some of it won't work, but if you don't say yes, you're probably saying no to what is gonna help you. So I said yes, and I called this place, and then that's how it became. And then just naturally, I started, you know, becoming a psychic. Psychic, and people found me from the outside. And even uh, how you got to me was from people that found me. I don't know how they found me. I don't remember anymore how Gretchen and April found me, but they did. Um, And it just proceeded from there. And now it's been ten years. I lost over 120 pounds. I am completely financially self-sufficient. I've got a savings during this time of COVID. I have not been affected one bit at all. My income has increased. It has not decreased. Uh, I learned, I started jump roping because I couldn't go to my fit, my fit exercise classes. Now I'm like a jump roper and I love it. And I still do my yoga, obviously. And it was fine that I wasn't teaching because I was just teaching a couple of classes anyway. I teach my parents the Zoom and my brother yoga on the Zoom. And uh, so I do my home yoga practice. I have my Buddhist practice. I have my jump roping. I have my Psychic practice, and and then I decided right before the COVID, I would take a a writing class to get back into some of my comedy writing, and and so that turned online. So this whole time, I've had a class every week where I've written a full script, uh, my second script now. So you know, that's what we're talking about: flexibility, going with the flow. Like, you know, how how are you okay in times of tragedy?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I heard Wayne Dyer say this once and it was like if you squeeze an orange orange juice comes out but like if you squeeze a human like that's what's inside so these times these times of stress and panic are blessings because they're a mirror for like what's going on inside like as i hear people complaining like oh trump and biden and all this stuff i'm just like come on like really like, first of all, everything that's going on outside is just what's going on in the collective consciousness right now. Like, they're just a representation, like, that, that the antiquity, right? Antiquity, that's a really interesting idea about it, because they're both almost 80 or over 80. Right. So it's like, people complain about it, and it's just like, no, like, we're letting go of the old, and also bringing back the old, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's the, fu- we don't have elders, this is a great show where you have two 80 year old people and they're not really elders.
2: Right. Right. There's I mean, no that's, I mean it's there. a good view for us to see these, you know, people at that age thriving in their own respect, you know, and however they view it. Um, but also too, like what you're saying that like, um, it's a complete reflection. It's a complete reflection. And that's why we're so confused at the other person's point of view, because we don't get that we are actually creating every single thing. Like last time I checked, every single person was human and we're all equal. So the people doing it are actually humans, not something other. 100%. And that's so hard to understand for people.
3: Yeah. Like you're not a liberal. You're not a conservative. You're not gay. Like you are all those things. But like if you are those things, you are all the other things too. Like right. you can't just like pick and choose. Like you are. There, there's a great Taoist uh, line, and it says the great way is easy, as long as you don't pick and choose.
2: That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a big girl in consistency. I personally feel like the easiest revolution is you choose. You choose something to be consistent on, and you literally are consistent. You don't wake up, you don't do three days, and then you wake up four day and go, oh, I think I'm going to change what the method today. It's like no, you actually have to carry the same method. But, but what you're saying is when it comes down to it, what we all are is actually human and we're equal and we're all exactly having the same experience. None of us know why we're here. We haven't figured that out yet. We really have no clue. It's a relatively short, like 108, McCain's uh, mother just died 108 and look at her. So, you know, maybe we're going to the 120 longer lifespans or something, who knows? But the bottom line is if we don't value our own human life and we value republican democrat being gay being this more than the value of human life then we'll never get value and i personally think the diversity that exists in our society is because humans do not yet understand how to value our individual lives so we keep picking objects and ways and things to do to try to demonstrate like i'm valuable i'm valuable look at me look at me look at me look at me
3: it's very it's very visible in today's like social media culture and um and it's funny because it's perfect, right? Like it's perfect because, you know, I was walking around a few days ago uh, and I live in like a closed community and i seen a lot of kids playing on the grass. So I just like walked up to the parents and I was like, like cause like I never see fucking kids playing on the grass on Saturdays yeah. anymore. Like it just doesn't happen, right? right? It, and I was outside. like, I, I have a hypothesis, right? So I have to test this hypothesis. Like my genuine question is like, are are your kids just tired of the fucking computer all day because they're homes homeschooled in front of a computer.
0: mm -hmm.
3: And, um, I mean, people were definitely like, why are you talking to me? Right. Because that's, that's literally like the first thing that comes up in any metropolis.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do
3: you want? (laughs) And, um, but afterwards, like, I'm like, I'm genuinely curious, like I'm a genuinely curious human. And, um, I, I asked the kids and they were just like, yeah, like we're tired of the computer. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get, but like you recess, need. They
2: got breaks at school. They got recess.
3: Yeah. You, know, but like you, my need, like, they, you need the thing. You need the thing in order to appreciate the other thing. Like you, you really can't do, appreciate like, it.
2: I mean, that's why it's like, okay you know, go ahead, get rid of all the Republicans or get rid of all the Democrats. But then you have all Republicans or all Democrats. Well, you know, what's going to happen in there is the same fucking shit because someone's going to want to kind of, you know, need something different than everyone being the same. And then we go again, you know, so that's really why it's not, it's not about getting rid of any one type of human ever, like ever, you know, it's really about how do we learn how to create a unified world system. I think everything is built on a, divisive world system or a separate world system you know instead this this thing that things are outside of you what you want is outside of you god is outside of you this is outside of you it's not you mercury record retrograde is going to fuck you up like really no it's not people like i retrograde your retrograde like why would i go there with you <laughs> like what the fuck why so this is why like i mean to me it's like People are so confused about like how to like w- communication problems, things happen because like we're in the, we're in the world, like we're coming up against stuff, like stuff happens in space, like all day long. Like, I'm sure there's so much, like there's so much dynamic conflict going on all the time, but everyone's kind of doing their rotation, you know, I don't yeah. know what generation you were from, but, um, cause you look, you know, I can't tell your age, but back in my day, they just threw you out I'm, I'm
3: age ambiguous.
2: Age ambiguous. I love
3: this. Uh I mean that's hot right now, right? So I guess fuck it. it. Is. I'm I'm age flexible right now.
2: Age flexible. Me too. <laughs> I am 26. I know I said 47 and made up a life, but it's not true.
3: I just wanted to see more mature and experienced.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm pretty wise for a 26 year old, so it's cool.
3: I love it.
2: Age I
3: ambiguous. It. Yeah, you know, like it's Aristotle once, or uh, well, he might have said it more than once, but he was quoted as saying that a city needs more than one type of person. Mm-hmm. Like to build a city, you need more than one type of person. Like okay. you need, like, cause it's checks and balances. That's kind of like what we've stepped away from in our great nation is like, we used to have checks and balances and they weren't regulated by corporations. And it, it, it's like, And it's all good. Like, it's perfect just the way it is, because that's the only way we can learn. We have to, we go to the extremes, right? Like, you only learn that you're unhealthy when you're really unhealthy, or, and then you only learn to appreciate health when you were unhealthy. So it's like, like, we we need this, but not but, and uh, yeah, so we need more than one type of person. We need psychics, and we need makers and builders, and not just fucking eggheads.
2: You know, I feel like if we can start to deal with the realm of death, you know, Mm. because death is the opposite of life, right? Death is the opposite of birth. And like, in order to appreciate your life, like you probably need to appreciate death. In order to appreciate death, like you need to appreciate your life. And I feel like, you know, that's fundamentally lacking in our society. You know, people don't appreciate death at all. Like not one bit of it, you know? It makes the living mourn, it makes people sad. People will take away someone's entire life because of how they died, what happened at death, their role in death. And that's to me like the deeper things of what's happening, you know, when I'm doing mediumship or, or psychic things is that it, it gives people an ability to, to understand that death is hap- it's, it's happening to everyone. It's it's universal. And therefore, if we can learn to appreciate that, which is universal, every one of us will fundamentally have a better life and we might even change the conditions with which we die. You know, we, we might, it may be less violent deaths. Like we may keep growing out of that kind of death, which we all come from, you know, it's been around since humans came, violent death and things like that, but we can start to grow out of it. Um, yeah.
3: Death. Yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting topic that keeps coming up for me uh, the last, I mean, the last like 10 years or so studying Buddhism and like really stepping away from, uh, cause I had like traditionally like, uh, a health, like perspective, like a science perspective. I went okay. through pre-med and then nursing. So everything was like cut and dry, like alive, dead, alive, dead, alive, dead. Right. But then I realized like, I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm an artist. And I mean, I am a scientist, hmm. but I'm also an artist, right? Like that, well, at first I thought, <laughs> at first I was like, if I'm an artist, I can't be a scientist. And then I realized actually recently, it was just like, I, like the thing that's been stressing me out my whole life. Well, one of the things, <laughs> so many things, right. <laughs> but w- one of the things was like, I had to choose that, like, I'm either that or that. And like society right. or my family was like, oh, you have to. But then I realized like, I'm that and that and that, because for me, what was stressing me out to choose that was my fear of death because then, because I knew I was that, 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 and right. that I wouldn't have enough time because that, that's actually the conversation that we're having when you say, or I say, or they say, or we say, I don't have enough time. Yeah. It means that you're scared of death because- Death before you got
2: to be who you are.
3: Exactly. Like, exactly. So it's like, it's so perfect that you brought that up. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. So can you tell me some of the relationships you guys have in Buddhism that you've practiced? Uh, I know, I know you have uh, the death, like death meditations and. uh...
2: Well, actually I was, I was raised in the Buddhism of, um, from a 13th century monk named Nichiren Daishonin. And he studied like all the, the Buddhist stuff, and the last teaching of the Buddha, of Shakyamuni Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, is um, the Lotus Sutra. And that was the last teaching the Buddha gave for it. And that teaching said, kind of forget everything I said before. The truth is, is every single person already holds a seat of enlightenment within them. And you're, you are a Buddha when you are revealing that. So it's a very present tense it's active, it's live, it is not static. So I actually chant with my eyes open and my mouth open. I chant Nam-myoho-renge-kyo, which translates to, I devote my life to the mystical law of cause and effect through my own voice. So it's not a God, it is not something outside, it's, it's, it's you, I am the law of cause and effect. I am the law of myoho, which is life and death. And I am a unified principle. And so therefore there's nothing outside of you. So like, even if you talk about manifestation, I sometimes don't even like that word because I think it's more about getting in rhythm, you know, really getting in rhythm with who you are and what your desire is. And when you're truly in rhythm, then you make those causes. Like you make the causes, your causes will be towards the rhythm. And then that's where the result actually comes from is getting in rhythm. And so like, it's, it's an easier way than thinking, well, where's it coming from? And what if I don't do it perfect? And, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, um, we, we really didn't study, we studied like massive texts from the Lotus Sutra. There's an amazing book I love. Uh, I should be right around here, uh, called the orally it's under all the stack called the orally transmitted teachings. I love this book. Uh, this book was written by and Daishonin. And, um, it really is, uh, it's him telling us you know the buddha's all the lotus sutras like 26 chapters are in here of all the lotus sutra and in here you find out the laws of cause and effect and what really, attention. really I'm, just to... write, I'm, have...
3: I'm I'm writing those down actually okay. orally transmitted what teachings orally Perfect. transmitted
2: teachings that was By my hip hop no boxing. it was like
3: it was like orally transmitted what teachings that was, that was my hip hop
2: uh <laughs> and you open it anywhere and it can just be like what the fuck is going on like like you open it, I just opened it randomly and I opened it to chapter 12, which is called Devadatta and Devadatta is actually the devil of Buddhism and devil in Buddhism. Um, but even in Buddhism, your Devadatta becomes your, 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 your biggest helper. So the poison becomes the greatest medicine, but so randomly you open it up and it says at that time, there was a seer who came to the King and said, I have a great vehicle text called the Sutra, of the Lotus of the Wonderful Law. If you will never disobey me, I will expound it for you. And so it's really this canon of like equality, you know, that you can really share. So I don't have a specific meditation. I don't know what the death meditation is. Um, I chant those words and I also chant two chapters of the Lotus Sutra I do it every day. Like I did it like an hour today, an hour and a half, actually. Sometimes I'll do two hours. Sometimes I'll just be able to do half an hour. But my probably my my prescription is like an hour and a half a day minimum. Like that's just probably is what keeps me in the state to do what I need to do in my life. And um, so I don't change the meditation and I don't have different meditations. Uh, it's based on world peace and equality but what it is is you become the law of of cause and effect yourself, you are like, so you don't find the vehicle, you become the vehicle. When people wanna know how to do everything, you know, you become the how. So that's why your medicine, training, your artistic heart, you know, your desire to create unity and talk to the people, you know, benevolence, there's a lot of benevolent energy on you. There's a lot of kid energy around you as well. So I feel like you really have this like family energy that can be really special. Like all those things are really important because they do make up all of you. And when you really come like, I'm going to use all of me for the sake of peace, that's when it doesn't matter who you are, you can create a great life and other people will be positively influenced by it.
3: Wow. I love it. Wow. Way to, way to jump in deep in the first 20 minutes.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I think the reason, like, I, I'm not against meditation. I mean, I have a yoga practice, which is a physical meditation. And sometimes the yoga practice feels like a physical counterpart to this chanting I do. Um, but I think the purpose of the eyes open and chanting is that there's a, there's a, a letter, so this guy Nietzsche and Ishona would, would write letters to his followers, and he was someone that ended up being exiled by the state. Like he had to live out on like an island, like till he died, you know, because he was he was trying to give everyone enlightenment. Of course, the, the people wanted him beheaded, but he didn't get beheaded. An orb came and scared everyone, and he didn't die. He just ended up being on an island and being in exile. And um, so uh, there's a there's a letter called "Opening the Eyes of Painted Images." And so the Buddha, you know, traditionally is silent in repose, but when you chant with your eyes and mouth open, you are opening that statue. The Buddha goes from being a statue to a living human being, like you or me. And to me, that's like, there's so much stuff going on. Like the invisible realm is as strong as the physical realm. On earth, we live on the realm of heaven and earth. These are the things that are happening on our, where we at. Every single one of us, we have birth and death again, and the things in between. So that's our realm. So gravity, we can't see the stuff that's going on. We don't know, which means the answer to your prayer, you may not see it immediately. But when you open your eyes and you chant, and you really are going to get in rhythm, like no matter what, I'm going to have the number one podcast on the planet. You know, this is the rhythm of my life. Miracles. It looks like a miracle. All of a sudden, fascinating things happen. But it's really your eyes opening to the actual rhythm of your desire versus being against that or not being able to see it. Um, There's a concept called three thousand realms in one moment of time. As a kid, I thought, "Oh, that means there's three thousand ways for me to get a piece of candy. This is awesome! You know, I'm going to find that candy. I'm going to get my ice cream." But I think it's the depth of the inner interconnectedness of life. It's the depth of like. There's 10 states of life, you know, and you've got anger, greed, animality, bodhisattva, realization. There's many more. In there, there's the 10 states of life. And in that, there's 10 states more. In every state, whether it be anger, greed, even the lower states, there's a state of Buddhahood. And so, even all the anger we have in the society right now, when we use that anger for justice, we can have peace, you know. So it's very deep. But the benefit is, is that you don't even have to be deep for it to work because you already are the law of cause and effect. So if all you do is chant and have no that, like, you're like, I don't know what the fuck that person just fucking, fucking said to me. I don't give a fuck either. I'm just going to chant those words. Am I going to get something? You will connect with what you need. And we do all need housing, food. We do need all basic things. And then once we have those and we feel good, we then can begin to contribute on a higher level to ourselves and other people.
3: Yeah, it's funny, like, to hear you talking about it, because I find myself as like a bridge from, like, you're, you're a bridge from, like, different states of, like, different realms, I guess. Yeah, right? states of like, being. Yeah, sure. So, for a really long time, I studied a lot of the Western traditions, like Jungian psychology, like, psychology, neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I started going into, like, the Eastern realm. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that, like, it's, there's nothing new. Like from 5,000 years ago, like the the yogis and the Taoists and the Buddhists and, and all of these like civilizations that like cross pollinated with each other in the East also on the West. And I mean, everywhere, right? Like, it's crazy. Like I was like, all of these things that, that you're saying, like napoleon hill was talking about 120 years ago
2: oh yeah i mean that's always because he was exposed i'm always got that one going on i'm loaded with the books i've got the books because of my age we said books
3: (laughs) i have books too i love physical books like i have to have Um, like
2: 15 books you know reading like
3: well from because because i'm age ambiguous it could be books it could be pdfs or it could be (laughs) scrolls it could be scrolls
2: I'm not entirely age ambiguous, except for that I know I'm probably getting younger as I get older. Uh, but you're right, that. like, I, I ended up, after dropping out of high school, I magically, mystically uh, landed, it's a story, because they're all they're all stories with me, because I live in that, I mean, that's how I was raised, like, everything is magical and mystical, the good shit, like, it always comes in this really crazy way, where I, I'm not directly trying the way that people ordinarily try, but I'm definitely trying, so, but it's just in a different, it looks different, you know, it looks... Yeah. Different. So I ended up going to a classics college named St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it had like 420 kids. And it was, I studied mathematics and philosophy. So I read everything Western, all the dead white men. I learned math, math, math that way. I had to read the Bible a uh, second year. I mean, but the Bible was not in my home. Like I'm a kid that was not right. Ra- like that was not something in my house. Like there's no, none of that was part of my me. None of it's part of me. But so I went to school, you know, and we read the Bible sophomore year and we get to like the, you know, Jesus. And I just re- felt it. I was like, hallelujah. Like, oh, I needed that savior. Like the, the, the Old Testament was, oh, was intense, you know, and then Jesus rolls around and says, hey, guys, faith is, you know, faith is like water. You can turn your water into wine. I'm like, yeah, I know that one, you know, or why the word became flesh. Like that's what I ended up writing my paper on. Sophomore years, why the word became flesh, because that to me is the exact same thing as that list I made. And then I got that job. Those are identical concepts. That's a, that's a manifestation from a thought into a form. That's what that is amongst other things, obviously, and deeper things, but at the the bottom of it, that's what it is. A desert produces a vacuum because, you know, in Buddhism, there's the, there's this place called the ninth consciousness and in this consciousness, there's nothing decided yet. It's a free form world. The only thing that exists is cause and effect. So you can go up to this place, make a cause, and get the effect in this free form world. Which is, to me, the same as going into a desert and getting—you know—the the, the I'm going to not say the Bible stuff right and apologize, but it's the fish and loaves and the water. And, you know, I remember the mountain, like something about a mountain seed or like the faith, like a mountain seed. And I was like, oh my God, that was exactly something that was mentioned in one of my Buddhist letters. Like, uh, you can move mountains, the mustard seed. I don't remember what it is, a mustard seed. The faith, the
3: the size of a mustard seed, some shit. I don't know. I'm from a communist country. We didn't have no Bibles or none of that. So. Is that Russia? Well, kind of. Yeah. I'm from a extremist muslim country in the soviet union my wow. my dad's jewish my mom's orthodox christian but neither of which were allowed to practice religion and even in the muslim place because of the <sighs> communist umbrella so lots Not of intense, uh, right lot, lots of like stuff so i mean but but with that said like i'm i'm familiar with some of these phrases because i i was always trying to make these like fucking connections between yeah. like and I also read like accounts in places that there's claims that like when Jesus disappeared for all those years, he went and studied fucking yoga.
2: That's right. I've heard that too. I, I mean, I, I love know. Jesus. I'm not going to lie about it. Jesus is cool.
3: Yeah. Jesus. He just knew cool. what was
2: up and he, and he came back from the fucking dead. Like, I mean, that's pretty impressive stuff.
3: You know? Yeah. And, and you know, like, and it all started from the mystical. That's the thing with religions okay. nowadays, like, They've stepped away completely from the mysticism of religion because it's it's like too out there. It's like, dude, religion's out there, period. You might as well go fucking balls deep. Like like religion is just like the tip and like mysticism is balls deep because they all have their fucking mysticism. Christianity yeah. has mysticism. Oh, yeah. Jews have mysticism. Muslims have mysticism. And they think that those people are extremists. They are not. They're like the opposite. Right,
2: because the it's the mystic mysticism is like breath. It's like breath. I mean, I mean, what is mystic then? Like mystic is, is this, is this desire to connect with the whole bit, not just our life, but what we can't see. Why are we here? What's the purpose? You know, what is God, you know, why, why the stars, you know, why do I think of my dead people? Why do I care that they're dead? You know, that mystic mysticism is emerging, right? Like it's, it's using the laws of nature as oneself to coexist with self and environment. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I mean, I think it's such a deep, I mean,
3: I don't know, I don't know. That's right. That's the best answer for everything. Somebody asked me something yesterday and I was like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Like I have no fucking clue, but with that said, like we could enjoy doing this. (laughs) Like that's it. Right. Like, and that's it without the expectation, the expectation fucks it up because now I get set on, I know, and then I'm willing to defend it with my life where in reality, that's just resistance to like you said, right? Like you go out to source and you state your desire. Right. And it gives you the process, right. The, the domino is necessary. And you're like, no, I don't want this domino though. Like I want this thing, but I don't want to go through this process. And then it gives you a different one, but you might not want that either. But like, yes, yes, yeah, surrender, right? Like surrender, yeah. and that's the work, though. That's what you were saying. It looks different, right? Like it's the surrender. It's yeah. like
2: choose your own I don't adventure. <laughs> I mean, that's why, like, even as a psychic, like, obviously, like I'm a medium, so you know, I talk to, I know people's deceased loved ones. Like, you know, they, I get all sorts of information. And of course, if something happens naturally, her will go go with it. I'm not going to force it, but. So that happens, but then also people call you for predictions and da da da. And I like to come from the space of, of the mediumship when I talk about people's future, because I just think it's a light space. And it's outside of the realm of like everyone's mind because people will decide, oh, do I I'm going to ask her if I can have it. But when she tells me, I'm going to be like, mm, no. I'm like, all right, fucker, what the fuck are you asking for? If you don't fucking want it, don't fucking take it. Like next question, like what's your problem, <laughs> you know? So I feel like when I come from like this other space, people are more open-hearted because I can break down their defenses because I, you know, I can get them more willing to understand that they could create the future they want. But people like, I mean, I will never, ever, ever tell somebody that they can't have what they want. Ever. Ever. Whether they they actually know how to do the work, actually are consistent, actually follow through, actually can consider a state of mind that's conducive to their their outcome, you know, that's their choice. But like there, there, we are completely equal human beings. There's not one part of us that's different from each other. And there's not one person that if they don't want it and dedicate themselves to the rhythm of their desire, that they will not receive it. They will. They will. So I would never, ever, and that's the not knowing part, right? That's the surrender. It's like, someone might look at you and like, you know, there's a concept in Buddhism, like the purification of the senses, like the purification of your eyes, the purification of your ears, you know, the purification of even your wisdom. And so some people like might look at someone and be like, oh, well, they can't have it. Or they just think this. And so we limit each other's brains. And we say, well, that person behaved like that, you know, for five years in a row. So those are my favorite subjects It's like oh they they behave this way for 5 years and then you probably react to the same way for 5 years so why don't we just do a little tweak and then a month i was like I'm married how that fucking happened like oh, because you were looking at the other person's brain and you were deciding whether they were capable or not and that's never a way to get your own benefit the only way to get your own benefit is look at your brain and find out what you are capable of and the world will go with the flow
3: wow dropping bombs like fucking Mike Tyson you're like you're like the fucking Mike Tyson of mysticism I love it.
2: I thought there'd be a good, um, like a good program would be called something called like psychic rehab where like the people that have been all like twisted out by way out there kind of like, you know, thoughts, like make it so complicated to communicate with nature. So complicated to communicate with like non-physical life, you know, like it's not complicated. It's really not complicated. Like you have to listen. And then when you listen, you get information, you reveal it, people connect. And then you just come to a place where you understand that you can hear and you share it, you know, but people make it maybe, so maybe
3: we'll create that program together.
2: Maybe we will. I thought people that got all fucked up could come to like, just psychic rehab. Let's get you back in your mind, body, get you back into your intuition, understand this is you, not me. You know, that would be, I mean, people that really have been, we'll, we'll, the-
3: ta- we'll talk after this. Okay. That, that's exciting. Yeah. Wow.
2: So I don't know, like, um, okay, so I was thinking about you, like I heard, uh, we'll see, we'll test this right now. And again, like, you may not be in this space, and we'll see if we get through it. But obviously, I want to try to play. Um, So a couple of things, I felt like there could have been a birthday around you recently, either just passed or coming up or some sort of celebration. Uh, which can include things that happen every year, a birthday, anniversary, or the day of passing. But also, I really wanted to talk about a baby with you for some reason. I don't know if you have a relative that had a baby, if you're wanting a baby, if there's someone near you, even if it's a, a friend, it's not to be a relative, but I really want to talk about a baby with you for some reason. Is there a sister um, or a girlfriend or um, a wife or like, um, but I meant like a girl that's a friend, like, a, like, or even with your, you're married, right? You have a wife? No?
3: Not anymore. Okay.
2: Not anymore. Oh, do you already have these children?
3: Yeah, I have two children. Two? Well, one okay. and a half.
2: Is one a J or a G? Or is that part of your family anywhere?
3: J, G.
1: Like
2: I wrote down Jack J-G. or George or James or Jean. Okay, that might belong nope. to like the X, but um, I don't know where another, I don't know who around your life is pregnant right now, but I feel like you would be able to identify that. And even if you can't today, you could come back later and say, Oh, yeah, it was that person over there. So there's a lot of baby energy around you. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, we'll stop for that for now until you, and we'll just stop for that for now. Let me see what direction, take an exhale for me. So you're not thinking too much. <sighs> just exhale. Okay. So these are the vibrations around you. I want to go to a DRJ name that's in your life. Um, it could be a deceased person trying to come through and talk about your life, but I just want to think about your, your basic life. Cause I feel it's someone you could know. And I feel that person is connected to someone having a baby. This could be a best friend, a brother, someone in your very, very right around you is going to get pregnant. Maybe they'll they'll get pregnant a couple weeks and you'll tell me, but it's like right now you're about to find out about a pregnancy. And also they just said, now go to the name August or A or Amy or or A names, A's everywhere. So uh, if I say August, it might be like Austin. It could be Anthony. It could be a last name. It could be a place. You know, I don't think it's Australia, but um, you know, things like that. So let me, if you can't think of it off your head, you can think of I, it later of it and then that. give me a report. Yeah, for sure. Cause for I love sure. reports getting in, getting, understanding what's being said post is just as exciting as oh, yeah. um, as currently. Okay. August, you know, August can mean August, the, the month of August. I could mean that there was the birthday or something, but I don't want to keep going. If you're not really in that space right now, if you're too heady about it. So no, I don't
3: know. I don't know. Okay, so we're to, we're um, I know. If, I know a few, I know a few gens. Who's I Jen? know a few gens. Um, my buddy's wife, I have another Jen that is a friend of mine.
2: Is there a Jen um, connected to an A like in, like an Alex, like in, an August and is there a Jen, is there a J connected to an A with that friend? even if it's a last no, name. No.
3: no, I don't I don't think so. Okay, so
2: I don't know Jen if one of these people you might ask Je- them yeah, about if maybe. they know someone in their family that's having a baby and why it would come to you is cuz you might be a good friend and so someone from the other side might be trying to get you to be like we know about it tell them type of stuff. Mm. So
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they consider me a good friend, but
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know their name. but things like that happen all the time actually like the other day I was in the grocery store and um I went to this checkout aisle and the person was uh, the customer's like oh it's closed but the lady looked like she was trying to open it so I'm like I'm gonna wait right here because there was no line you know I'll just wait I'll go faster and so she came back she's like sorry some guy just ran off with a basket of pumpkins and she was pretty stressed out and so we're talking, I mean, I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. And she's all frazzled. I'm just like, I really want to talk about your dad, like so bad. Like, you know, I really want to talk about your dad. Has he passed away? And she said, yes, they all, they're all dead, she said. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, who's William? And she said, William is my uh, godfather who passed away. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they're telling me to tell you that everything with your children is going to be okay, that you will have a lot of light in January, you just got to get through October, November, but we promise you things are going in your favor, and you're also going to receive financial support. And she said, I needed to hear that today, because October 28th, I'm going to court over custody with my child. Wow. And they wanted to give her faith that she wasn't losing where her personality, perhaps because of loss, may have lost this too. But she didn't have to. And so now she's got the mind of winning and now she's got this idea that everything's going to work out. So that might give her wisdom to see things she didn't think of before, you know, people to call before, get help in certain directions, like things like that.
3: Wow. That's powerful. I've never uh, been, I don't think I've ever been to a medium. I've had like uh, the tar- tarot card readings But I've never, I've never been to like a a psychic or a medium. I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe (laughs) I have, I don't know. I don't know what they consider themselves.
2: (laughs) A medium has to be, it has to be pretty authentic. Like, like right now I'm coughing. So that to me means that there's probably someone in your life that passed away from like a lung cancer or a hemorrhage from the heart, the lung cancer. And that lung cancer person wants to say hi to you. This sounds like it. Do you have a brother then, Rome?
3: I'm an only child.
2: Okay. So it sounds like a brother of someone. So it may be an uncle as well.
3: <coughs> maybe my, maybe my ex-wife's uh, father, he passed away, uh, I think two years ago from lung cancer.
2: <coughs> from coffee. <coughs> and I really was connected to your babies. So, and that guy's not a, that guy's not a J or a W, right? Like her, her father is not, so we don't know his name yet, but I think that that person is trying to say hi to you. <coughs> Probably just um, to know that you guys made the right choice.
3: (laughs) Yeah. For sure we did. Actually. Actually. (laughs) There's more money.
2: The money's going to be better.
3: Yeah. And also like both times, getting married and getting divorced, both great choices. Right. uh, Right. Yeah. Like not to ruin the marriage for the divorce. Yeah. Like it was great. It was great both ways uh being married and being divorced Mm
0: -hmm.
3: every everything everything has its life cycle it took a while to figure that out but
2: right not to hate the fact that you even got married kind of thing like not to be no
3: just just like no just like my own stuff of like not enough Mm -hmm. not uh not good enough not worthy that Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. was coming up and like uh know I got to actually like look at it and deal with it and like actually like accept that I am accept that like fucking that light like that has nothing to do with my worthiness or good enough it's just the universe giving me like the path like creating the path like unfolding the yellow brick road to my sacred calling
2: yeah and
3: uh, I mean reactions
2: are I mean The circumstance is not what life is about. The reaction, though, is what we do with it. I mean, obviously, because none of us are exempt. None of us are, first, none of us, you know, I mean, none of us are exempt from these, from issues in life. From life. And having to accept it. That's right. My life did not take the straight and narrow. It did not take the well-beaten path. Like, you know, I'm my own little entity over here. And, um, you know, but it's okay. I'm not going to hate myself for that. I'd rather be happy. Like, you know, I like to be happy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. It's like, it's crazy because my, my formal training for so long had so much to do with like results, 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 and like the entrepreneurial world. And, um, you know, it was, um, it's like results sometimes don't look like the way that you think they're supposed to,
0: but they always
3: work out better than you anticipated if you like the story of the chinese farmer you've heard the story of the chinese farmer Uh, i don't
2: know i guess not
3: so chinese farmer lives in some small village with his son like on his farm they have a horse horse runs away and all of his neighbors come to him and they say you're so unlucky your horse ran away and he says maybe yes maybe no Mm -hmm. then a week later are you familiar
2: no, I guess, I mean, oh, I think oh. I feel like I have, but I don't really know what's going to happen.
3: Oh, a so. week later, the horse comes with seven other horses no, and from seven this. wild horses brings the horses in, and all his neighbors come to him and they say, you're so lucky. Now you have eight horses. He says, maybe yes, maybe no. In the next few days, his son uh, is trying to break in one of the wild horses, falls off, breaks his leg. Now he has no one to help him with his farm. All the neighbors come to him again and they say, oh. you're so unlucky. He says, maybe yes, maybe no. A week or two later, the military comes to take all the young men for mm-hmm. war with another country, but they don't take his son. And his son is the only one that survives uh, out of all the males wow. in, the, in the village. And all the neighbors come to him again. They say, you're so lucky. Your son's leg was broken. And, and the story just keeps going on. It's like the story of our lives. Like right. if you play out anything long enough, it'll be the opposite. Yeah. And if you let it affect your inner state and who you are in a way that's not aligned like the alignment and, and all these things are happening to align us. You, you, were saying, uh, what was the word you were using Rhythm for rhythm? Yes. Rhythm alignment. Like th- those things like really resonate with me, like mm-hmm. alignment, because in order to hit your rhythm, uh, to find your rhythm in, in any, um, endeavor that i've taken part of you need to be aligned in a way that works for you right because it's hard to uh find your rhythm in dancing if you're standing in a fucking uh like a triangle pose (laughs) you know like you're not going to dance it's not the right alignment
2: right Right. and so alignment comes from act i mean the alignment is the action the behavior that you're doing so that you can be in rhythm and i And I don't think that manifestation, I don't think these things are talked about in this way yet. You know, I think people always like, okay, if I make a vision board, like it's like, okay, well, it's you trying to remind yourself of what you want your rhythm to be. But I still think people think it's outside of them. Like it's coming from somewhere. And that's where the same people that like are going to manifest are also going to get fucked over by mercury retrograde. It's like, these are big contradictions, people (laughs) like choose one of those things. So, so to me, like when I wake up and I do my chanting or I wake up and I do my, my exercise and my jump rope, and I make sure that I have a life condition that allows my wisdom to always be available to the rhythm of what I, of who I am and what I want. So I'm never having to battle against, you know, my desire um, because I have consistency, which keeps me making causes to to receive and be in that rhythm. And I think people don't quite get that. Like, I think they think they can just sit there, like you're saying, like be in triangle pose and become a great dancer. No, you might go do triangle pose because you love it and it might help you stretch out, but you're going to have to dance to be a great dancer. There's no other way to become this. Like, you can't yeah. really just sit there. Like, you have to take an action. If you don't, if action's not part of your plan, you're not going anywhere.
3: hundred percent.
2: But action uh. is not what people think. People think, well, then it's got to be direct action. Like, no, it doesn't. I can no, set up my exercise 30 minutes yourself? a day for five days a week and say, you know, I'm going to do this for the sake of this thing that's, you know, that I want in one week. And I can get that thing in one week, like action, you know, I mean, that's still physical, you know, that's a, different, a little bit different than talking about the dancer. But, um, but if I wanted to be a dancer and I didn't know how to go do that, then within a week I could figure that out or something. But I think people think that action is, um, like, um, positive thinking you don't have to look you don't have to believe a goddamn fucking thing you don't even have to be fucking positive but you do have to make the causes for an effect you and so basically what we're saying is you you choose the effect and you make a cause which is identical to the effect and cause and effect are simultaneous and that's why i can say you know i'm going to get this script bought in you know 6 months from today and my cause for that is literally saying i'm going to get that script done Six months from today, but it means that I'm writing. It means I'm keeping my energy up. I mean, I'm still doing the behind-the-scenes action, but the cause in my mind is identical to the effect.
3: You're sowing the seeds.
2: Sowing this the is, seeds. What yeah. we're
3: talking about is like cause and effect, or um, or just like picking your harvest, like getting yeah. your har- like yeah. if you plant if you plant seeds with fucking corn, you can't expect to get wheat right and i think I think that's where the big breakdown happens for people because in the halls of wisdom everywhere it would say "Know thyself, and mm-hmm. that's a huge issue nowadays because um we're we're taught not we're taught the opposite like don't know thyself right and when you don't like what? when you can't understand this thing, it's very hard to see the consequences of your actions like you because what like cause and effect is actually very simple. It's very binary. It's yes and no, black yeah. and it's at, like when you really look at like if I do this, this turns like this lighter it turns on. Because what happens is like if I don't know myself, then I can't even picture what the next thing would be, and right. I and I might be thinking about ten steps ahead where I'm gonna fuck it up so bad because I don't know myself. I don't know the next step to take because. I can't hear. I can't right. hear. I can't feel because I've numbed myself.
2: You can't even follow I, your own direction. Cause you don't even know no. who you are. Yeah. No,
3: Which because I'm following 3000 celebrities on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, and they're all telling me 3000 different ways on how to live my life and who I need to be in order to be valuable on this planet. And it's not real. No, it's not real. Like I, you I know you know everybody that's listening to this knows exactly who they are it just takes a lot of shit and concrete to like be fucking it's not about becoming more it's become about becoming less and better mm-hmm. like distil- distilling right like alcohol like the best alcohol is the distilled alcohol like the stuff that they like really like put like energy into to distill like like they were they were valued back in the day like proper distillers of alcohol and it's like being the distiller of your own soul of of that thing that's inside of us
2: I mean it makes me feel for the kids these days like you say you have children like you know I guess I'm not a parent but I, I don't think I'd let I don't want them I don't know what would really happen if I did because there's pressure and shit in the society but you know, my mind, I'm like, no, you know, they can't have social media till they're 16, you know, because like they need actual development before they start comparing themselves to everything else. Like some of the 27 and 30 year olds I know today, like they have no, there is no identity. There's no hope. Like they have no processing. Like they they never were taught. Like they had no form of self-reflection. All they ever saw was what is so many images. I mean, even me growing up being so overweight, and heavy like the images were skinny people in the magazines but like I had to go to, to where magazines were to see it like it wasn't so pervasive that I couldn't change my identity you know
3: yeah I mean we're up to I, bl- I, I over probably at this point over 10,000 advertisements per day that hits our mind and 100 years ago it was 10,000 per year wow So did you watch like, that
2: social dilemma
3: no, I didn't. I didn't see it. Was it good?
2: Yeah, Netflix, the social dilemma. Like it really I, shows. I
3: didn't see it yet.
2: What what we're doing here? Like what we're doing with our Instagram, our Facebooks? What like it's really, really showing. You know, people are followers, but I think we're followers because we actually are living in a u- united field. So we need to figure out how to lead people properly you know, and how to follow properly, because I I think the reason why we follow people is because we really are united and we're not separate, you know. But um, yeah, it just really shows like what's going on when you are on your Instagram and how they suck you in. And it's really frightening. So I made me take my Instagram off my iPad immediately. Uh, So it's only on my phone, which I won't look at it as much on my phone as I did because it's a smaller screen. So I have cut my use down significantly since watching that because I'm like, I don't, I can't. And I really want to well, get rid of my Facebook altogether, but I have like people that, you know, knew me when I was a child on there. So
3: I have some ideas for you. We can talk afterwards. Yeah. But this, this is what I'm really into is like uh, optimizing time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I'm up at 4 30 every day. <laughs> I get up Same. at 4 30. I chat an hour and a half every morning. I do at least 30, 30 minutes of jump roping, if not 35. I also do a ninety minute yoga practice every day. I do writing every day. I do reading every day, and then, after I've taken care of myself, I work about five hours a day and that's a sweet a sweet life.
3: I love <laughs> it. I love it.
2: That's what I do. I realize like my job is actually taking care of myself. Um,
3: yeah, everything else is extra.
2: and then the rest of it is so natural for me to talk with people and connect with their hearts and want them to be happy and you know.
3: Yeah. Service. Service to self and then service to other.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I had to, both you the know?
2: Same. it was a dysfunctional upbringing. It was dysfunctional growing up before my mom changed it. I've been so bullied for being fat. You know, if I didn't, if I didn't end up how, to, if I didn't learn how to take care of myself, like my, the other option was pretty dark.
3: Yeah. So you said you grew up in like a Buddhist community.
2: Yeah, and at that time, the 70s, uh, it's called Soka Gakkai International, <clears throat> uh, SGI, um, but it was like 24-7. We were there every single night. Uh, you had people talking about Buddhism every night. You were always trying to get people to become Buddhists. You heard stories every every day about phenomenal shit going down with people. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything at all. And the Japanese lady came and said, Chen kyo, and you're going to win. And they didn't know English. They're just like, ah, so Chen kyo. That's it. That's number one. It's a chant. That's it. That was the guidance. There was nothing else going down. They'd give you like a rice cake, you know, a rice ball, like here. I said, eat, eat and chant. You know, that's what you do. And my middle name is even Takako, T A K A K O. I might as well be Japanese, except for I'm totally not. Um, and so we were there every night we were there for 10-hour chanting sessions you know during special times we went on conventions all across the united states i was in first the junior pioneers which is a little kids group and had my little pom-poms and and then i went into the was was called koteki tai which is the fife and drum corps and that was a marching band and we went to hawaii we went to washington dc and dc i got to see tina turner perform uh, I went to Arizona to California. I went to Florida. I've been to New York. Uh, so I traveled traveled on peace conventions in my Japanese Buddhist band, and I was a rebel. so I was a kid that would pretend to hurt her ankle to get out of practice, but then miraculously heal right before the performance.. <laughs> you know, like like I was a rebel. so like until I became like not rebellious, like until I got a conscience like, all the stuff, like I learned all that, all the wisdom I got by studying these deep concepts, I definitely used for my favor. So I knew that the Buddhas would be like, wow, that's a benefit. Look what happened to her. She got wow. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. But of course, really like I pretended, but they didn't need to know. They didn't need to know because it made them happy that day. And I gave them benefit and, you know, the, you know, hallelujah, except it was Buddhist, So you never say that. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and, and it was, it was all, and then I became a youth leader at some point when I finally got some of my stuff together. I was a youth leader. I, I, I in 27 to 32, I led the youth performance group and I took it from like two kids to a hundred and I made them do interfaith wow. things. And, and uh, I was pretty sassy. So I could handle any kind of teenager. And um, some of these kids are so awesome today. You know, they really grew up well. And I really think that's my fortune. My fortune was that I learned how to make causes In the name of other, despite my own darkness and my own tendencies. So eventually, you know, the light won. You know, so even when I was making bad actions, I still was helping other people. And, you know, I think you have to have these things when you're dark, but you bring in the light, they're going to coexist for a while. But eventually, the light wins. And what's dark doesn't even phase you at all anymore. It doesn't take any kind of control over your life. But it was always, and like we have my Japanese grandmas, I call them, you go to Mrs. Eastman's house. Her first name happens to be Takako as well. I go to her house. She would feed us octopus. When mom wasn't looking, she'd put like, you know, sake in the hot chocolate. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's no problem. Shh. She's smoking cigarettes. These were d- down and deep Buddhas that were like literally going to pull up the, the coal and give you a diamond. These are people that could snap. These Japanese ladies could snap their fingers. They, they say in five minutes, you can get any prayer answered and they would do it they had this tenacity of knowing they had absolute faith in the laws of the way the world works so they didn't have to they didn't have to believe that they were going to get their benefit they didn't have to believe in the car the house getting rent paid you know whatever whatever was happening in the moment they just knew that the world turned and they could turn it in five minutes and so yeah that was my upbringing it was hardcore it was 24 7 like not joking like I mean, I couldn't go to school in the morning sometimes cause we were up, we didn't get home till 2 a.m. because it was like 30, 35 miles away. Um, yeah, 24 seven.
3: That's hardcore. It was hardcore. That's hardcore. I, I grew up a rebel too.
2: Yeah, like the Japanese military liberal. Buddhism, but then I was a rebel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just really intense. I love it. Yeah, where was your rebel? Like what? what is, uh, did you just, would you run away? Did you run away? <laughs>
3: No, I started selling weed when I was eleven, and i i, oh, I progressed that is to selling, yes
2: you are a young rebel
3: and then I progressed to like uh like i guess violent crimes and also wow. like uh selling I should be so coke and crack. about
2: doing this, but to find another young rebel,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and up until the point I was sixteen, I was hustling like selling like Coke, Ecstasy, Crack, wow. uh, Zadex, Vicodin, whatever I could get my hands on, I wow. would sell. But before that, it was Spice Girl lollipops, you know?
2: That's right. Um, I started stealing uh, M&Ms and Kit Kats at six, six years old in the grocery store aisle. I mean, I began at a young I age. I wasn't
3: stealing them. I was buying boxes and then selling them in school because I found a place that had them in stock. Oh, you were making so, profit
2: already. Oh, okay. I was yeah. making
3: profits. I'm all about the profit.
2: I mean, (laughs) even the Japanese ladies, like they, in the seventies, they'd leave their, their purses downstairs. They trusted people so much. So I would steal, I would go to every single wallet while they're upstairs chanting and I would take all their money. And just one day there were no more purses, you know, they just got wise and kept their purses. And that was, that tap was gone, but I got busted at 12 for the first time for shoplifting at target and I never got arrested again. So a lot of my stories are about how I magically escaped it. Um, but I dropped out of high school. I didn't go. I, um, Did you know? My my, I drank a little bit. I'm not really a drinker. I was into acid a lot, um, but in college I was a marijuana dealer. I was a marijuana Nine. dealer in college. I was a true medicine woman. But it was a tiny little campus. You couldn't get in trouble. Um, oh yeah. And now, like, I was a bulk bulk food criminal. But now that COVID's happened, we don't even get our we don't even get our little free almonds in the bulk section. So I'm not even that kind of criminal anymore. It's completely left my life. It's so sad. <laughs>
0: It just got oh, up and uh, left me. <laughs> that's crazy. I can only laugh
2: because I'm not that way anymore. But I mean, look at this, even me, like I, this fascination with like loving that aspect of myself. Yeah. Which sounds crazy, but like appreciating that kid.
3: Yeah. Well, it was, it was armor for something, right? It yeah. Protection. So Total like protection, you know, all that. Like now, like luckily, um the past and the future don't really uh exist in different realms, you know. So like That's right. nowadays... I'm time
2: ambiguous.
3: <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah.
2: age ambiguous,
3: I'm time ambiguous. <laughs> same, yeah, same. Time ambiguous because I realize like I can you know, like I can help my former self and I can feel it now when That's I right. go back and like I cuddle that kid that yeah. didn't have anybody to cuddle him or You know, like even, even when everything fell, falls apart, you know, like I go back to those moments where it all fell apart and I, Hey, like, it's going to be okay. Like, look at this. Like we're doing pretty fucking good. Um,
2: That's a really deep concept you're talking about. The ability to go back in time and reestablish the effect of that situation because of the reception is a new cause. And like, and Buddhism talks about that all the time that we literally have the ability to heal seven generations before And seven generations forward, and so the way you're talking about, like, yeah, you can go back in that time. You can extract a different aspect of it. You can actually be healed from it and keep using that time to heal you in the present. Is really the truth about, you know, there's three, you know, there's three worlds. Like, um, call something else, which I'm not remembering exactly what it's called, but it's, it's really past, present, future as one. You know, as as literally this second now, like it's all right here. So therefore, you really can change the effect of the darkest things in your life. You can change the way they affect your life. You can completely change it, which is why you and I are probably like can laugh about. it Be like, yeah, eleven-year-old rebels. (laughs) You know, I mean, really, it's sad. I mean, it's fucked up that you were doing that eleven. You know, it's kind of fucked up that I was already.
3: Huh? I love it because it prepared me for now. Like when I go into boardrooms. Like, and I go to like meetings and like, like last year, um, I mean, every year, right? Like I go to places and everything that's ever happened in my life was so perfect because it like literally was preparing me for these moments. I go to these boardrooms and like, um, or like meetings, not boardrooms. I don't do corporate, obviously. Like this is kind of how I dress all the time. Right. Um, I got seven pairs of
2: pajamas for seven days.
3: I've never had a job. How about oh, right. that? Wow. Never, never been employed. So what, what,
2: what else have you, what did you do?
3: Oh my God. I'm going to send you my bio that I wrote three days ago. Somebody asked me for a bio. Um, I think, I think you'd appreciate it. Um, so, I mean, when I was a kid, like I started hustling when I was 11. And then when I was 13, I stocked shelves at a, at a pharmacy that my aunt worked at. Well, like my mom's friend, like my aunt, like I have a really small family. So I had like fake cousins and fake aunts and shit. Um, and I would hustle like outside. So like it was, a, it was a pretty like rough neighborhood. So like I was doing that. And then, uh, and this um, was where Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So back where I know more soft like-
2: cause I was in Boulder, Colorado. I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. Nice. So they just I were more tempered. But had it been in Brooklyn, I don't know what the fuck would have come out of me.
3: Dude, if I fuck, fuck, like it's crazy, like like the experiences that I was able to cultivate, like just have, just have, right. like that's right, like it, it's like I was talking to my parents about it yesterday, and I was like, you need to write a book. Yeah, I was I'm about finally, to say that to
2: you. Like, you might as well write a storybook.
3: Like. I was ashamed of it for so long and I never brought it up because I was just like, I, I don't like, I, 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 like, I also did not even like, I was like, maybe I made that up. huh? Right. Like, may, like I, maybe it wasn't as crazy. Right. And then I had a buddy visiting me a few weeks ago from New York and it was like the first time he was allowed to fly because he was on like oh. uh parole. He was locked up for eight years, almost all, like almost all the people that I grew up with, um like at at a certain time frame dead or in jail like that's it so um not not like not everybody I grew up with some of them like are I guess functional um people in society now (laughs) but like most are not so he came and he brought a date and his date like when she walked in and he's like a six foot four black dude right and like he He's like 10 years old, like almost 10 years older than me. Um, Like I was the youngest person in like my whole crew. Everybody was like older because I had to figure out my way because I'm a Russian Jew. And there was nobody that looked like me in my neighborhood when we first got there. And it's super tribal. So you got Italians, you got Puerto Ricans, you got Irish, uh, you had some Koreans. Um, So I had to like figure out because like I was scrappy too. Like you weren't going to like take my fucking lunch money. Like Mm -hmm. if you are like, you're going to have a bloody nose or you're going to, I'm going to fucking hit you in the head with a rock. Like that's how I was raised. Like in my, in my country, where I'm from, like in the United States, we have baseball as a national sport. We have wrestling. Wrestling is our national sport. The only export that we have from that country is war. Like some of the highest paid mercenaries. So I was taught my whole life, like you got to fight. Like my dad taught me. And I'm so lucky. I was actually just telling him how grateful I was that somebody taught me how to be a man because like I look around and there's very little of us still standing. And, um, you know, like she came, and she came in and she's like, you're not what I was expecting, <laughs> you know, because his stories are from when I was 16 years old. And this is like right. lifetimes ago. So she's like, you weren't what I was expecting. What happened? And I was like, I don't know if you really want to know, you know? And she was like, no, like, like tell me. And I'll, are you interested in the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I mean, I do
2: want to know. I mean, obviously I'm someone that went, you know, also had a deep transformation where I don't live a life that exhibits any of that behavior at all. And the truth is most people, don't don't change a lot and they do still live in some sort of life condition from before it may not be crime but they may continue to live in poverty or other things like oh yeah life conditions for most keep going and obviously you're a person I'm a person that's been able to kind of change our life condition you know through ourselves so yeah I want to know
3: so I was 16. I just had a, I just got my DJ license in New York so I can drive like by myself until like 9 p.m. or whatever, but I just drove whenever the fuck I want, right? Yeah.
2: Um, and I was
3: hanging out with like some really rough guys. Um, like they they were, I mean, a lot of them were killers. Like just like they sold crack, they sold coke, they sold heroin, they sold guns. And like the reason I was hanging out with them was because I, I, like the, like I, I always fought for like my my shit, and um, I I would attract other people into my life that I needed. And that's in Russian. There's a there's a um, idea called krusha, and it means roof. To have a roof over your head. So mm. the bigger your roof, the more you can get away with. And being a rebel, like I always wanted to get away with as much as I could. And also Absolutely. like that's the that's the whole point. And I kept having problems with like guys in their forties in my neighborhood because I was selling and because a lot of these guys were pedophiles and I was banging all these girls in the neighborhood because Mm -hmm. like I I, I always, gift and a curse, I always had women attracted to me ever since I was like like two and a half years old. My mom (laughs) said I used to have girls in my daycare like cleaning me when I would fall.
2: My brother was like that. He had girlfriends from the day he was born.
3: Same same I, I i just loved women that, that my was not my, my
2: experience is not that i did not have i did not have boyfriends from the day i was born
3: <laughs> so um like th- that's the kind of guys i was hanging out with you know and then one day um my buddy asked me he was like yo can can you go pick up this guy that ran away with an ounce of coke so th- this is actually the first time i'm sharing this publicly so uh, okay wow yeah so this is okay. big um <laughs> So he was like, can you go pick him up? Because he doesn't know that, like, I know that he doesn't plan on paying me back. So I got into my dad's Buick Regal 1998 uh, champagne color. Like, it was, he he would let, yeah, I would use it all the time. So I have one of my buddies in the front seat and another one of my buddies in the front seat, in the back seat. Uh, I'm not going to share their names. I don't know, like. Yeah, uh, don't, but, don't do that. So we get like we go, we get in the car. We drive out to Manhattan from Brooklyn. We get to Broadway. This is like Friday or Saturday night, you know. So it's like it's bumping, and there's traffic. Like there's traffic. Like New York's a crazy fucking place when it comes to traffic, you know. And uh, so we get to Broadway. We see him. He gets in the car. As soon as he gets in the car, the guy in the back seat puts a knife in his rib cage, Whoa. and it, it doesn't go through. But he lets him know that, like, don't fucking move. We're going to Brooklyn. There's no tinted windows. So he's kind of like panicking, but like, he doesn't want to panic too much because like he's going to get fucking stabbed. Keep in mind, I'm 16 years old. Oh my God. You, you think I look young now? Like, imagine what I look like, what I looked like when I was 16. We're bumping like heavy rap music. Um, it looks like the United Nations in the fucking car. Like everybody's like some other random shit, right? We get to the fucking, we bring them to wherever. Um, and it looks like a fucking g-unit rap video there's like 30 big like huge black dudes waiting for him and they just destroy him and um i i thought he was dead like eventually we left i thought he was dead he's not dead we ran into each other a few months later at, at a party so that wasn't pretty either but um at, as like a thank you, the the guy that like I was working with gave me a bunch of mushrooms. And okay. it was about to be, so I dropped out of high school when I was 14, pretty much. Like I stopped, like I stopped, I would just go to like pick up girls and get into fights and smoke weed. Like that's it. Or maybe yeah. like sell something. Yeah. Um, that was like what high school was for, for me. And at a certain point I ran out of girls in high school. So I had to start going to other people's high schools. Um. <laughs> yeah and, and you know like he gave me a bunch of mushrooms I never did mushrooms before and none of my black friends wanted to do mushrooms none of my Puerto Rican friends so I called up the, like the white guys that I know from the neighborhood right. I gave out it. mushrooms to everybody <laughs> <laughs> they'll do they will do the psychedelics you know, I
2: know um, it's true it's funny okay it's fascinating but another subject okay yeah go that's right. it's changing now
3: it's changing now yeah. like it, there's a bigger openness about it but um like
2: micro dosing
3: is a big deal these days oh yeah it's it's definitely a big deal. Mm. So I got, I, I ate a quarter of an ounce of mushrooms at uh-huh. 110 pounds, soaking wet, like to the face. And um, uh-huh. so my external experience was that I was purging for a few hours. Mm-hmm. My internal experience was that Jesus, like straight up, like the energy and like some, per- and I never studied the Bible, nothing was sitting on my shoulder Wow. Like helping me purge all of the darkness um, out. Like all of the, basically what I was purging was cause and effect. Yeah, I was purging the shame and the guilt associated with the causes that I was part of and the effects that they caused. Right. That like when I break it down, like, I don't know, but it sounds like it's possible. So then we watched Finding Nemo, Uh, my grandma yeah my grandmother this is around the corner from my house too because all my white friends like live like close so we we my grandma was walking the dog and she was like is that you and I was like yeah but I can't talk right now and then she like went home so I came home five or six o'clock in the morning uh, five o'clock in the morning my dad was leaving to work I made him breakfast. My mom was leaving to work. I made her breakfast, apologized to them. Cause I used to just come home fucked up all the time, but they were at work. So it's like, they didn't really, maybe they just didn't want to get involved. You know, yeah, like they're working just like, let it awesome out
2: for rebellious kids. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Latchkey, right. Latchkey. Um, so then I, I came home, I, I had a tongue ring. I had a bunch of like piercings. I took all of that out. Um, I told my grandma about my mushroom experience. I felt my dog, like I literally like felt my dog. And then I went like a week or two later and enrolled in like this secondary high school that had like a daycare on the first floor. And then, um, yeah, graduated that in a year, got into a bunch of colleges um, and started studying to be a doctor. Like that was, oh, and almost all of my friends went away to jail the next couple of weeks.
2: Well, yeah, divine intervention. I mean, obviously, like that. I had a divide. I mean, that's kind of similar. You know, I don't. Obviously, I wasn't as off the rails, like in the is, is danger. But um, same thing. Like, I decided to go to college after being a dropout for a while. You know, I dropped out maybe 15. I did maybe went back for some, a couple of different times. But I was just going to go to you know where my brother went to college, which was Fort Collins, Colorado. But then I was walking home from my friend's house, and in between her house and my house was a high school. And my counselor was a super cool lady who's like, you can drop out. it won't ruin your life. You know, she was one of those with me. And so I went in to say hi to her and it happened to be college visiting day. And she's like, go outside, have a cigarette, get back in here in 10 minutes and talk to this lady from St. John's. It's classics. I'm like, what the fuck is a classic? She's like, it's like Nietzsche and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I read that crap in the coffee shop, you know, sure, whatever. And so I came back in, I talked to Christine. I had my poetry book with me because as a poet and a writer, you know, always like writing and she read a couple of poems and next thing you know, I was there for an interview. She let me in and literally no, like within three months between that day visiting, I was started college. I mean, I came home that day. I was like, I'm going to college mom. I wrote a 28 page essay. My mom's mouth dropped because she had been in hell with me for many years. And definitely when I walked in and said, I'm going to college, it was a mystical benefit for her that blew her the fuck away. And that's what I did. I went to St. John's college, I got studying philosophy. And from there, I mean, I still was rebellious in different ways, but honestly, it completely changed the direction of my life. Wow. hundred percent. So I also that's got incredible. saved. You know, I've got saved.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's it's always happening if we say yes. If or if we you're say no. Too, I
2: mean, your parents, you're praying for, your grandma was praying. I mean, people, people were oh, praying for you. My grandma was definitely
3: and, praying for me.
2: And you loved your, you still loved your family, even if you were an asshole in your rest that, of your life. I was just I was
3: just telling my mom about that shit. Like the only reason, one of the only reasons that um that like I didn't like cause I, I, I was I was always in the gifted and talented programs. Right, like, I was a straight I, I was, A student. I just fucking hated it.
0: Yeah. So
3: um the only thing that like kept me on my toes was like one, I was scared of my dad. Um and then Two, like I knew that people loved me at home. So I, I made my decisions very differently. And like most of my friends didn't have dads. Right. And like I had a dad and like I was blessed because all my friends that didn't have dads wound up in prison or dead. And I believe that's the big epidemic right now in like the black communities. I think like it's like 60 plus percent of the households don't have dads. Yeah, and like once we as men start to support other men, black, white, yellow, it doesn't fucking matter. It's happening everywhere and in every fucking thing. Just their community is even more like fucked up than our like any other of the tribal communities because oh, yeah. like like it's it's just the system is formulated that way. But like it it starts like here. It starts in this moment right now where it's like. I like the best support that you could do is like lifting other people up. Like that, that's how you, that's how we win. Like we lift each other up. Like you're, you're not going to get the effect that you want by breaking anybody down. There's only two ways to win in this world. Right. Like you either build the fucking, the biggest tower, right. Or you, you build the smallest tower and you knock down all the other ones. And it's your choice on how the fuck you go about going this life, you know? And um, I I was blessed, you know, like I was blessed. I had a strong foundation and I had a father who was a real fucking man. And um, that was a big deal too.
2: I mean, I did not have a, a father that was like that. I had a stepfather that was really what my mom needed so that then, you know, her influence was deeper. But I mean, really I survived because of the love of my mother And I did care about her and I cared about the fact because she came from, we came from, my dad was abusive. So it was violent, you know, really violent and angry. And so I cared about her story and I knew she had changed. So I always cared about Buddhism. I always cared about it. Even when I was being a punk, I mean, like I even, the biggest thing I did compared to you is I robbed a Dairy Queen. And that was pretty big deal when you're 16.
3: When you say Um, robbed, what do you mean? Like a gunpoint?
2: No, because I'm Buddhist. It was so peaceful. It took six hours. Um, It took forever. (laughs) (laughs) You're a real criminal. And I'm like, yeah, I robbed a Dairy Queen. It took six hours. You're probably like, oh my God, I got to hear this shit. Um, you no, know, my friend Lena, she sat at the booth. I gave her French fries and ice cream and money from the cash register for six hours straight. Then I look down, there's like a roll of quarters. I'm like, oh fuck, I got to get the fuck out of here. There's the, the manager's son is in the kitchen. And I'm like, I don't feel good. I got to get out. And he's like, go take a break. And I get outside and I... You know, I get Lena, who's got the cash. We got like 325 bucks, you know, in a blizzard. We get in a bus, we go to Denver, we get a bus to go to DC and we follow the Grateful Dead for a little bit. And then she turned herself into a runaway because she was a chicken fucking shit. And then I was left there. I mean, I, she really was. I couldn't believe she left me there. And then luckily ladies heard me talking to my mom on the phone. And my mom's like, where the fuck are you? What the fuck? And they gave me money to get to the airport and I got home and stuff like that. But I mean, honestly, like, it's only fun and light because I had so much love. I mean, my mom loved me very much. The Buddha ladies loved me very much. I mean, I was raised in a really good community of good people. So my foundation, you know, it enabled me to be unscathed, but to have the empathy and understanding of the human condition on a very deep level.
3: Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a I mean, story. It's you got stories. Good. It's a good story. Any story, story? Don't you think man. like
2: yours too? Like any story of revolution? Like any story? Yeah, Dairy Queen is probably my favorite. Um, and then Dilling Pot was pretty fun in college, but Dairy Queen is probably like the all time like favorite of my stories of my friends. You know, they're like, what?
3: <sighs> I love it. Dairy. I was, a, Queen. I was a
2: retaliation because a week before uh, they had fired me because someone fell on a drink that I spelled, and then they had called me and apologized but I was already pissed. So I said, sure, I'll come back. And, I and I'm gonna
3: rob you blind. And
2: I robbed him, but before that, they had me do the books, you know? Like I wasn't a stupid kid and their bank things, it was so obvious these guys didn't even know what the money was, how much money they were making. So I was already stealing $20 every day from them for my cigarettes and shit.
0: I
3: love it, back when cigarettes, back when you could buy like four packs for $20.
2: Totally, you buy a yeah, carton. I, I,
3: I, I remember when... Because, like, I'm from New York, right? And I, I grew up, like, in a predominantly, like, Puerto Rican, like, Black. So, like, we smoked Newports, right? Yeah. But I, rem- I remember when fucking... um When Marlboro came out or Marlboro Menthols, and they were, like, giving them away for, like, two packs for $3.50. Right. Because what we used to do in New York was... We were, like, 13, 12, 13 years old, right? We would get, get our hands on some money. But, like who the fuck is going to buy beer and cigarettes for 12 or 13 year olds that that are supposed to be in school maybe on the weekends but like like it's like levels of that shit right so we had um we had like these arab dudes at the at the grocery store like Uh a few blocks away we would call them and they would deliver to whatever house we were cutting at so we would get like 40s of like oldie like whatever we could afford you know mike's hard lemonade if it was a good week <laughs> and then some marlboro menthol so
2: yeah, yeah i was, was a shoulder fun. tapper i was a professional shoulder tapper i got my bacardi 151 i got my jack daniels uh, i did quit drinking at 17 because like you know i was a bit i would drink till blackout and then i would threaten to like you know kill someone so i finally prayed for a week to, to lose the desire to drink and i did which was great and then, you know, I can have a beer and shit like that. Like, it's obvious I can have, you know, but like, I, it really left la- that left me, which was good because had that not, I probably could have ended up in jail for, for some shit, you know? Cause all that violent yeah. upbringing was still part of my system. You know, the violence I witnessed as a child. Um, yeah. Well, wow, we have so many things in common.
3: The shadow, the shadow.
2: Our shadows thought- are very similar.
3: Yeah, for sure. Very dark. Very dark. We're laughing
2: hysterically about it.
3: (laughs) You know, like that—that's what I take pride in—is like people. um, Sometimes people say stuff like that know me from the past, and it's like, or like people that know me from the future that that like, because this is like a tidbit. Like you can imagine, like that that story with like the kidnapping. Like that's a tidbit, and like when people hear like like a little tidbit, they're just like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, honestly, bro, the reason why I'm so light is because like, I have the balance of so much dark. And when I accepted myself for everything that I've ever done, everything that I ever was, everything that I ever wasn't, right? Like, as soon as I accepted that, it integrated and I was able to just like, enjoy stuff for the first time. And it was rather, rather recently too, where I was able to like, truly start to enjoy things and not consistently like criticize myself. Like mm-hmm. I, it only recently became like a thing where I started to be kind to myself. It was a process obviously, but I never thought that I deserved kindness. It's so. hard.
2: I mean, it's hard to take. It's hard. Like I just bought myself a new bed. I finally got those little, a low a low bed, but I had my other bed forever. And it was like so difficult to, to transit. And the, the other bed was a piece of shit. It was, it was a futon. That was a piece of shit. It was never really supposed to even be a bed. It was just supposed to be a couch. <clears throat> but like, it, you know, yeah, like that I could grow up to be a person who could take care of myself was a big deal because we didn't even have a lot. We, didn't, we were kind of poor growing up and stuff. So like getting a new bed or getting sheets or getting, you know, getting anything, like even a computer, all those things is like a real risk in a way, because like, I don't have experience with it. So it's actually, yeah. you know, that can actually is more dramatic than me talking about my robbery stories or something.
3: Yeah. Well, cause it's more scary.
2: It's Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I feel to like i had a lot of like, yeah, like a lot, a lot of, I had like a lot of like codependent relationships in my mm. life where people would like take care of stuff. And, um, you know, like these last couple of years, like I've learned how to take care of myself and, and love myself and believe that like, I deserve to, take care of myself and like love Mm -hmm. myself and Mm -hmm. and enjoy this thing that we call life be in survival
2: into thriving Mm -hmm. yeah
3: and that was a huge huge shift in so many ways and it's consistently like happening because there's like layers right like there's so many layers and like we only realize that the next layer is here when there's some sort of suffering and then we're like, oh, oh, you're here. Oh, I remember you. I remember you. Yeah, if
2: you're a self-seeker, like, I know, like, I'll still be like this when I'm 96. Like, I'm always going to be wanting to learn and study. So, like, I mean, this is just my personality, you know, um, to constantly take the layers away. To con- I-, I love changing. You know how people, like, say they hate to change or they don't like change or they don't like what's going on. Or I'm the total opposite. I love fucking change. I think it's the fucking best thing in the world. I want I love to change every day.
3: Yeah yeah getting comfortable with dying every moment you know um and and it's crazy like people have like like with the sutras and then like just like with the ancient wisdom of like the natives um like there's so many things that are the same right Mm -hmm. like like I, i even look at like the different ancient civilizations like they use sage the Native Americans use sage, and the Chinese use like moxibustion. Yeah. And then there's like,
2: like, a- like everybody has Exibustion. like I know that word. Yeah. And
3: it's the same thing, like mugwort, sage. Yeah. Like they're you, they're literally doing the same thing, and they they would say like I am cleansing your aura, your essence, whatever, right? But the thing is, like recently they actually released um like scientific evidence where it's just like all right, cool, like you have scientific that it, that are like kills pathogens and viruses and bacteria is like maybe that's what they meant by your fucking aura dummy maybe they were oh, yeah, just like yeah, so much stuff. more intelligent that they didn't need a hundred words to fucking describe it right and and it's the same with all these teachings like i studied uh neurolinguistic programming with uh richard bandler and he's the mm-hmm. guy that taught tony robbins like a lot of that stuff so timeline therapy like that's part of the fucking thing. Like he studied with like some of the greatest Western minds in psychology and they stumbled on, maybe they didn't even stumble on it. Maybe that's where they fucking got it because there's nothing new underneath the sun. Like in all of these ancient, like Taoist Buddhist yo- uh, yoga principles, like when you really like boil it down and, and like you translate it, you're like, Oh, like it, this is gra- that this is what they meant by gratitude. This that's is right. like, like uh I know in Buddhism they have like the Tang Len uh meditations. And uh like you breathe in like suffering and then you breathe out the opposite of suffering and like gratitude. Like gratitude in so many ways, because like you breathe in somebody else's suffering, that's gratitude that you don't have it, and then you send to them exactly what it is that you believe that they're missing. And then yeah. and then it's like fuck that that's what that that's what the fucking gratitude means like and and it's like because it's, it's become like um like a catch word uh gra- oh I'm so grateful like come on your face does not say that you're grateful like let's let's really like tap into like the emotion the feeling like the kinesthetics of like that that thing yeah. um yeah yeah all right so <sighs> I have a question for you a lot of people listening to this have never been to a medium or a psychic what does
2: that look like Like what, what's the process? Um, Like, you know, it can look like different things. Like someone might come in and be like, oh, I want to talk to my dead dad. So then I will proceed to go, okay, let me tell you what I hear. And then I will tell them information. Um, Like April might've explained some of that to you. Uh, Other people will just say, you know, I'll just be talking about, they'll have a question about their house, about their job, about, you know, love, whatever. And then for me, what will happen, because, you know, I want to make sure that when I answer things, it's rooted in a fact and not just like a theoretical thing, or how do we make theory fact, you know, which is the same as like the word becomes flesh, um, so they might ask a question then all of a sudden I'll be like oh wait a minute like before I start they're giving me a name like who is Dan oh Dan oh well the only Dan I know is my dead dad I'm like well, okay well your dead dad is gonna lead your answering so like earlier when I was coughing like I felt like someone was getting through like somebody wanted to talk to you so I tried you know and like and again I don't want to push it. it has to be natural and there might be a better time and it might be more comfortable you know in a different way but they were trying to get through. So if that, the coughing was like, you instantly went to your father-in-law that was dead, there was probably a message like what these babies are about or who just had an anniversary or a birthday or a celebration, like those things will come to you. And and the purpose of that is like, you can't change your dad's name, no matter how hard you try. So if you have a fact and then someone's trying to give you something that can happen on earth, you may have all these things that go in your head as to why you can't have it, or is that true? You might get really distracted, but if you're like, you know what, if, if that, if, if if all information is the same in a space, then whatever that person is saying can happen to me. I'm going to make it fact as factual as my dad's name. So that's how you know I help people turn theory into fact because other people just want to come for sentimental reasons. And so then you're like, oh, you know, oh, what's Texas? Okay. Or, hey, I see this picture in your house or, you know, I'll have evidential proof. I'll know about like letters, pictures, names, uh, where they live, you know, their dog, like I can know everything. Anything I, anything is knowable. Everything is knowable, a hundred percent. So you end up getting this feeling of like, okay with someone's death, but you also get this feeling about okay in life. Like you get this understanding that you're seeable. It's not just about sentimentality. It's not just like saying that's a sign that your loved ones are okay in heaven or whatever you call it. It's like, no, we know you. I know what you had for breakfast. I know what you wore. I know what you're studying. I know that you're a doctor. I know this, I know that you're knowable. And when you're knowable by someone, all of a sudden you're not alone. And when you're not alone, things are much easier. So it it looks like whatever that person needs, you know, like I'm not attached to what's going to come out. Like, you know, like, so someone was maybe trying to talk to you and like, I'd even written down the name William. And maybe that's why I told you that story or Bill or W Walter, you know, Wes, like W names. So, um, it's going to look like whatever that person needs to receive from me, you know, whatever they need, if they need to really connect to their, you know, to Bonnie or Barbara, they'll get through. If they really need to connect, like that will get through. And to me, there's no doubt. There's no walls. There's no in between. So if you want to talk to someone, you should be able to talk to someone. There shouldn't be any reason why it doesn't. Uh, we are spiritual beings. So we have total control over this and it's not, it's not, it's done here in this space. It's just like talking to anybody. It's like coffee. It's like water. It just can come out of me. Wow. Yeah. Can it can be phenomenal. I mean, I have people record it all the time because they can go back and listen. Like it's phenomenal. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. It's mind-blowing what you can know, which lets me know one thing. The principle of unity is true. We are not separate. Like, yes, everything, yes, nothing's new to the sun and everything is knowable. And the solution you need is at hand. And the only blocks we really have is our mental minds. And like, I'll be with someone, I'll be like, like you, I was like, oh, Jay, Jack, whatever. They'll be like, no, 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 no. And then like, they get more open because you're like, that dude will call you, don't worry. Like, your relationship's not over. So then their brain relaxes and they're not in war. And they'll be like, oh, did you say Jay? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Like, you meant Joe, or I might have said Joseph or something. Oh, yeah, Joseph. That's it. And all of a sudden, what was no is a yes. And it's fascinating it just shows that we're really not in tune with our environment and we really don't know that things that we can't see are helping us, but they are, they totally are. Like even to you right now, they want to say Esther or E, Edie, Esther, Elizabeth, Evelyn, E's, letter E's. Sometimes E's go to H like Helen, but you do definitely have people that want to talk to you. That sounds like that would connect to your mother, a uh, mother figure, maybe even your dad's side, but like, um, so I don't know what you know about that. Ingleton, Ingle, I don't know. There's names coming, trying to come through an interesting E name with your family. Ask your mama.
3: Okay.
2: Ask your mama ask about it. Mom. They probably won't know what I, like I almost wanted to say Inglestum or something like it. So it might be a last name trying to get through. Um, but without verification, like I just stopped because like, you don't want to ramble on and on and on. You know, like you want people to be able to verify it um but lots of times people come back and verify. I'll say things to people that they're like never and they'll call back and be like I don't know how that happened but I got married or this happened. Your future is knowable. You can tell the future.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's
2: incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean. And I don't think I realized I was that psychic when I became a psychic, but um you know I just determined it, you know I was really sad about it actually because I just was like want to do other shit but um is it a crying over milk you know I just determined to become the best number one at whatever and I feel like again like you know if you pray to be the number one or whatever then if I need to know like 50 facts about you in the space of 20 minutes and that's what you need to have a revolution I'll know it
3: you know what's funny is like I haven't really been praying for any outcomes in my life the last few months I've just been working on like the opposite (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just kind of like seeing what comes up and yeah because for so long I was like so fixated on like this is what I want this is what I want and then what what kept happening was like I kept getting what I wanted but then I was like I don't really want this like I want something completely different um
2: I mean, I guess like at this stage of my life, like I probably just pray to use my gifts and talents for peace. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't really have anything that I want necessarily, yeah. but people do want things. And so you want to get to a space where not only do they think they can have them, but meanwhile, you're also touching them in a way that they understand the only way they're going to actually get them and be happy is to, to value themselves and not put it in the hands of someone else.
3: Yes. Like you are your best investment. You are. For sure. Cause like the better you are, the better you can do anything. Yeah. It's very like. I just remember story. like
2: one time a lady came to me and, and um, she wanted to know her, her girlfriend's husband was not well and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was like, dude had hepatitis 20 years ago. He's having complications from it. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. She wrote back two days later. And it turned out, even the wife didn't know, the husband admitted, indeed he had that 20 years ago. Wow. So he went to his doctor and they figured out how to heal him from that perspective.
3: That's fucking crazy.
2: So you have karmic things on your body. Like one thing about me, probably because I was raised with the laws of karma, I can see the imprints on your body. like, if you're struggling here, I'll be like, oh, this happened because of 20. 20- Where were you in 1982? This, And then I'll know exactly what happened to them. And then we can go back and we can kind of, like you just said, go back in time, reevaluate the circumstance, change the situation, break them through, and then they have a breakthrough. It totally, it's, we have, we can't even explain the way the phenomena of the universe works, but, and even though like right now I want to be like, see, it goes like this and I want to do it for you. It's not really obviously the time space, but yeah, like I trust myself. I trust I trust the information. I trust that I'm a medium. I trust I'm in the middle. I trust that I'm not making it up. I trust it's not my ego. I trust I'm not going to take you down the wrong way. I trust I don't need anything from you. I trust that in that moment, you know, you've come to me, you're paying me. I'm in service, you know. Like I'm not I don't need you on my agenda. I don't need you on my point of view. Uh, you know, like yeah, I speak about Buddhism because I was raised that way, but You know, some people come through talking about angels and stuff, like whatever, like it's yours, it's yours, it's not mine. And I'm in between and you don't even need me for it either, which makes it even more of a medium.
3: Yeah. So what would one go about doing to tap into that layer of their being?
2: You, there's a great book that I, a great lady I love her name is Sonia Chouquette, C-H-O-U-Q-U-E-T-T-E, I think. But she has a book called The Psychic Pathway. And I read that when I was like 19. And you go through little exercises, which jogs your intuition and in your memory. You play psychic for a day, but that was before cell phones. So you had to like, I think that's who's calling me. And then oh, it is, but cell phones take that fun game away. Um, and you would you would write it down you would write down all your impressions. Like I would start in the morning, like whatever you're thinking, just write it down. The problem with most people is they can't just take the information and collect data. They're like, why, 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 why? And they ask why way too fucking fast. Or they love signs like you wouldn't believe, but they haven't really, but they're like, but was it really a sign? And so instead of taking the information, they question everything. So I say, you pick the sign. Like if you want to talk to your great, you know, Grandma Ethel, Esther, Edith. We'll find out a report from your mom <laughs> who this is or your dad, I guess, but we'll find out. We're going to find out. Um, <laughs> and if it belongs to your ex-wife, fine, because you have kids and they're always going to be coming through to help you because of children. So just FYI, your in-laws that are dead love you. Okay. Anyway, uh, and they, your in-laws would love the mother of your children as well. Okay. So, You write it down. You say, I'm going to pick a sign. So whatever, like me, I'm not into the common things. Like I find pennies all the day long. Like I want like 10 bucks, like give me something bigger. Like I'm a high stakes kind of girl. So like, I need to like make the phone ring and make it be, you know, make magic people You pick a sign. And you say, I'm going to label this my grandmother or whatever. And then you get the sign. Then you know it's your grandma. And then once you have that, you can be like, okay, I'm going to put my grandma's name down. I'm going to say, tell me what I need to know. You're just going to listen. But the key word is listen. When people come to me for readings, I just say, put the word, listen in your head, listen, 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 not thinking, not hearing your thoughts over my voice. It's coming from the heart. It's not coming from my mind. We all need to listen. Um, you write down your impressions. You start stacking up information. Um, you know, I might get an impression in the morning of like a priest or like a, uh, like a saxophone player. And then later in the day, I'll be talking to someone whose dead priest is coming through and that, and the person I'm talking to plays the saxophone. So you just, you just have to practice writing down science. It's pure science in my mind. You practice writing down the data, you get your results, and then you get this understanding that what you're thinking is right and that you can follow your intuition. Um, but you can't be someone that thinks that intuition's outside of you. You can't be like, well, you know, it's special, right? No, it's not really special. I mean, it's fascinating and it's wonderful and it's a way of touching people's hearts and definitely it's healing, but it doesn't mean like you don't have that. Like your wisdom is a sixth sense. Like that's what that is. Wisdom is a is a connection of all your other five senses and those five senses are letting you know information and processing in your environment. And if you listen well enough, you'll always get exactly what you need to keep moving forward. But most people don't listen A- they go back to a way of thinking. <clears throat> they question it completely. I don't understand why I got that. Well, why don't you wait a minute or two?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So exercises.
2: You gotta collect data. You gotta- instant, instant
3: gratification.
2: Yeah, you gotta collect data. You gotta understand how to hear your own self. I mean, everyone wow. listens differently. I mean, gets you know, everyone's in their own body, so you're gonna hear different things.
3: I I had, um, two experiences with, uh, with like the other side. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, my first one was when my grandma died, uh, Mm -hmm. I was taking care of her, uh, she had cancer. So I was like Mm -hmm. her primary caretaker. Um, I would take her to like all her visits and stuff. And, um, when she died, she died at home and, uh, like literally like, like right after she died, like some fucking ladder fell in our backyard and a wow. phone and a phone rang that didn't have a battery that, that like never like rang before. And it rang a ringtone that it didn't have. It was like, a, it was like a lot of like, tuk, 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 like weird shit. And then my second one was, um, I was living in Costa Rica and I had a dream of my dad's friend that I haven't talked to or seen for a really long time. And then I went on his Facebook and somebody posted rest in peace.
2: Wow. So, so he came to visit my, you. Just...
3: Because my parents were living in Spain and my dad was one of his like good friends. Yeah. So, and they didn't know how to reach my parents because my parents weren't on Facebook
2: I had to reach you.
3: So I told my dad and then he's like, yeah, like he died in his apartment and like they found him like two wow. days later or something. And, and this was like a day after, um, like my, like a day before, uh, my dream, I think, like.
2: Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no boundaries. They're not somewhere else. They're right next to you, you know, but you have to, like, I was, I'm really good at dreaming. Like I can dream the future. So, you know, I used to write down what I wanted to dream and then like, see if I had that in the morning. So like, you could start just by writing down what, what, what you want to get in your dream. And then do that every day for a week and it might happen immediately or it might take a little bit, but you will end up getting whatever you need. You you will get the information in the dream. I found a job through a dream one time. I located a missing person through a dream. I found out someone was being deceptive to me through a dream. It's fun shit, especially the deceptive ones. You go like, so you're ripping me off, huh? They're like, how do you know that? I'm like, mm, dreamt it, fucker. <laughs>
3: Wow, I so see it's the crazy. doctors on that one. Like, that was good. That was good.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. We have access. You have access to whatever you need to know. Wow, for real,
3: I love it. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Like we definitely. I'm trying to know who definitely definitely this E do. name
2: is in your family. I mean, unless I, I, you know, I doubt, doubt that dad's friend was E trying to make a point. But it's like an in Ingelstam. It could be E I, I guess. But Ingelstam, Eichelsten, Ikey. I don't know. You're gonna find it. Unless Eisenhower wants to talk to you, but I don't know why.
3: It might be. I mean, it might be.
2: Could it be Eisenhower?
3: It could be. It could be Eisenhower. I don't know. It could be um, anyone. It could
2: be, uh, you know, Terrence McKenna coming through to help you with your shrooms. I mean, I don't know.
3: If, I, I would hope it could so.
2: be Einstein. Tesla likes to get rolled get rolled It might be Einstein. Prince is an active spirit.
3: Man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for whoever comes in.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm ready for well, whoever comes someone in. Someone
2: was trying to talk to you, but... In order to make that happen, you need to exhale and get out of your head. <sighs> yeah, that,
3: that, that's a challenge for me
2: sometimes. <clears throat> so this might not be the best venue, but we might be able to do a, another one another day where we are able to even take calls or <clears throat> where we can demonstrate it.
3: Oh, I'm down. I'm down. Um, all right. Hold on, Let me see something. It's late. Perfect. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to jump into an imagination round. Oh. You ready? So so it's very, very what is that? It's very Zen. So I just ask you a question. The first answer that comes to your mind, um, you give me your answer.
2: Ah, Okay, let me get out of my head.
3: Yeah, (sighs) take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I'm ready. If you weren't a psychic slash medium, what would you be?
2: Famous uh, actress, famous public figure.
3: Nice. I love it. Um I usually have a list of these questions, but it's perfect because I'm gonna go zen myself. Uh if you oh actually, what is uh the book that you recommend the most that you find yourself recommending the most to people?
2: Uh Louise Hay, all the time. You can heal your life and take that shit seriously. And then Plastic probably stuff. when it comes to like people asking about psychic stuff, it would be the psychic pathway that that author and all her books. And then medium books like Teresa Caputo or something for that realm. But um, I mean, I've read them all, but I mean, Louise Hay is something that will never get old ever. So she's she lives through it. She, You know, her affirmations are so simple. I'm into physical healing, so.
3: I love it. Music. What music are you currently listening to? Is there something that you're like really vibing with recently?
2: Right now, honestly, on my I do the Pandora stations and I get that in my car and I've been listening to Zeppelin like every day for the past week and I did discover a new artist named Van Hunt who's been around for a long time, but um, <clears throat> Zeppelin?
3: I
1: love Not Zeppelin.
2: It.
3: If you could have a custom ice cream flavor made for you, what would it be?
2: i probably take the basis of Rocky Road ice cream.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And i probably expand it to have a little more like salt and caramel in it.
3: Oh, I like, I like salt in my sweets. Um, if you were a food, what kind of food would you be?
2: Well, I know everyone will answer this way, but... I love the pizza. I love the Honestly, cheese and bread. Honestly, it's the first
3: time I've gotten pizza.
2: Okay, good. I'd be a, I'd be a pizza.
3: I love it. So, is there any specific location from where?
2: Um. Okay, growing up, there was an amazing pizza place called Roman Village. Had part of your name in it. Roman Village. No, that's and it was my name. Deep, Roman, the whole name. Roman. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. It was your village pizza. And they did some deep dishes Ooh. that would blow your f- fucking mind.
3: I mean, it's hard to blow my mind. I'm from Brooklyn. Like we have well, some of the best right. in the world. But, still but blow your mind. And then, As a
2: kid, you could watch him make the pizza. And that was very exciting. Ooh.
3: It is very exciting when they're throwing all that Ooh, shit yeah, around. Yeah,
2: deep dish. Like I was even thinking of making lasagna today because I'm like, Ooh. I want a deep dish.
3: <laughs> I might make some lasagna today. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be?
2: Honestly, I'm probably a black leopard.
3: Ooh, I love it. I had
2: a past life Uh, regression one time where my name was Kudra and I had a black leopard. I was in like all green. I think it was Atlantis almost, but then they gave me the crystal of life.
3: Wow. That's some serious shit. (laughs) If you were, if you were a vehicle, what type of vehicle would you be?
2: You know, I'm going Tesla uh, in okay. the past would have been a 68.5 Mustang.
3: Which Tesla? Uh,
2: I don't know, but I'm okay. a sport girl. I'm a sporty girl. I went to sports cars and stuff. I'm a muscle sporty car kind of girl. That's who I am. new. I'll take a Porsche. I'll take a Porsche. We'll make it Porsche. We'll go Porsche. He's got a,
3: he's got a new one coming out. A two door. Porsche? No, the Tesla two door. Oh, wow. It's supposed to be like one of the fastest street legal cars ever. Yeah, I'd probably take that.
2: I babysat for a dude one day, one time, and he had a, he was an Indy 500 car test driver. And he took us, we were like 12, me and my friend, we babysat together. He went 180 miles.
3: Fuck. Fuck. That's intense. Holy shit. Um, all right. You're dying. Theoretically, theoretically, you're dying. Um, what is your last meal?
2: Despite the fact that I just said pizza.
3: Well, you are pizza.
2: Oh, that's right. I'm pizza. My last meal is probably going to be some loaded potatoes or french fries with a lot mm. of fucking shit on there. Like probably steak and I'm not a vegetarian, so probably steak and cheese and vegetables and, you know, mm, potatoes. I love it. I just I made it. smashed potatoes. They're waiting for me in the oven. Mm. You cook them and then you smash them and then you recook them.
3: I love it. I might even do that today. See, you're inspiring me already. Smashed potatoes. Um, All right. Last meal. Last experience and with who? It could be as long as you want or as short as you want. What is your last experience and with who? With the preface that you're dying.
2: Uh, On a boat, on the water, with the people that love me the most at that time.
3: Beautiful. Simple. Uh, Words of advice. Last words of advice to the next generation.
2: Don't be fooled. Uh, Prize number one. And what I mean by that is don't think that the answers to your problems like are in in other people's lives, like find your life, and, and share it with others. If you have a determination to share your life with others, your life will go significantly better than if you don't.
3: I love it. The line on your tombstone or your urn, depending on which way you choose to go.
2: Well, my nickname has always been Bad Buddha.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: going to be Bad Buddha Rides Again.
3: <laughs> You're like the fucking ghost rider. I love it. <laughs> well, that's all I got from my oh, bad side. Bad Buddha was here.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> bad Buddha was <is> here. <clears throat> all right. So now, did we cover? No. <laughs> is there anything that you would like to add that I didn't ask and that you would like to share with the audience?
2: <clears throat> the only thing I, I I don't know. I mean, I think we talked about plenty. I just don't want people thinking there's some sort of magic outside of themselves. I I just don't want them thinking that like, they don't have the same power as a fellow human. Like, I I really don't like that. And being in a position of psychic and using my mind and people can get really caught up in the fascination of that. I work really hard to make sure that people understand that this is an ordinary gift that, that, that anyone can have. And that like, I don't, like, I'm not a guru, right? Like you're a guru too, if I am. You know, like Tony Robbins said, I'm not your guru. Like that, his movie. I'm yeah. not your guru. It's that kind of thing. Like that's what I want them to know. And then, and then also, I just really want you to get verification for my Ike or Ikey or <laughs> E I or I or I need to know. My, like, my
3: my mom, my mom is actually really excited to listen to this podcast. I told her I'm going to have you on. My mom's really into like
2: maybe maybe realm. it's just Elaine, maybe it's just Elaine or Elizabeth or Eileen. But you better, she's going to know. Even if it's even if it belongs to your dad's side, she's going to know. Your mom's going to know everything. I, I know this about your mom.
3: Yeah, for sure. Okay, they She's, also uh, said I could is.
2: mention a D name, like David, Doris, Dorothy, Daniel. Like D names are also prevalent somewhere in your family. First, middle, last name. Now that sounds very and this, this connected. this is a person
3: sister. that's dead. Huh? This is a person that's dead?
2: Uh, it could be a person dead or alive. It could even be like another sibling of hers. It could be a name passed down, but she I mean, should
3: my know da- that. my dad's brother's name is David.
2: Okay, I actually thought it was her brother. I thought it was gonna be her brother that was David. Her so brother name
3: is Sergei. That's fine,
2: it's her brother-in-law. That's
3: true.
2: Yeah. yeah. So your uncle David is alive, right?
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, kicking it. Yeah. And they say, I could also go to a K or C name in your family, like Carol, Catherine, Carrie, you know, KC, CK, uh, Phonetics, if it's boys, Christopher, Charles, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the initial I'm looking for, cause I'm the type of person that just start naming as many things as I can. Cause I move quick, but Caitlin, you know, things like that. So enough, again, if it belongs in a different direction, fine. But we do know that someone who knows David wanted to talk to you. Yep. There's still like an angle, angle, angle. There is.
3: We're going to connect later and figure it out. And I
2: know enough because I've done it long enough that if I keep going there, it means that it's almost like sometimes they verify the strangest things. But once someone gets open to, to what they're not really thinking about, and loads of information comes in. So it's probably a channel like that. Knowing how to verify that would become like a channel. Yeah, your mom's going to be able to tell us what it's about. Also, someone might've gone to the dentist recently or we might've had a dental thing. Um, I think that that was taking place. Is that you, Is that your mom, who's that?
3: Uh, a friend of mine.
2: Yeah, so maybe, this, maybe what I'm saying could belong to this other friend. Um, over there, that baby energy comes back. There should be a gathering that you're about to have. I don't know if you're about to have a dinner with a group of people uh i'm about to
3: i'm about to take a scouting trip
2: oh good yeah it's going to be a wonderful time there might and the birthday that i was feeling like just you know i do 30 day periods with these things i mean i'm not going to do a 60 day period for a birthday because i i
3: I, I know the birthday we're going to talk off screen i I know who you're talking about it just clicked
2: yeah so like it's like either going to be like 30 days before 30 days after two weeks or two weeks like it's just a circle of 30 um but you're a smart kid they're saying he's a smart kid and um, he can do a lot. He can do a lot for a lot of people. And hopefully you'll be able to speak in front of, you know, thousands of people. And don't, don't underestimate and write your books because you have more than one, maybe five.
3: 36. <laughs> I you already have, have two books? written, so I have 34 more that I'm going to write.
2: Well, good. So maybe <laughs> I was supposed to say, because you already had two, maybe I was supposed to say you're going to get three to six, 30, you know, more, but whatever. But like, there's lots of books. Yeah. And
3: um, wow, that's crazy! It just it, it clicked the birthday thing and the, whose birthday the e- is thing. it? Uh, you don't want to verify
2: on the screen? Okay, fine. do I don't
3: want to verify on the screen.
2: Yeah, but there's good news. There's good news around you.
3: Yeah, I got lots of that. All right, so thank you. I appreciate you for your time. Um, I'm you. going to hit you up in like five minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we broke up. If you're going to call, I should give you, I'm going to message you a different number because I have a, a home phone. I don't like to talk in the cell phone in my. Cool. Sounds
3: good. Or if you're going to text, it's
2: fine too. Um, All right. Yeah, cool. I'm glad we got a little breakthrough there with David. We got the de- We got the dentist. We got the, I'm glad we got the gathering coming, the birthday. So it comes in once we get to this, you know, once we're, we start connecting, just starts rolling for in. For sure. It
3: just starts rolling in. All right. I'm going to call you back soon. Thank you so much for your okay, time.
2: thank you.
0: For listening to the Alchemy of Self podcast, if you resonate with our message, please show us some love by hitting the subscribe button and giving us a like. You can also visit our website at www.romza.com to continue your journey of self-discovery and keep up with our latest offerings. With love and harmony from all of us at the Alchemy of Self podcast.